Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. I'm going to welcome you to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Today, we have a special treat. My twin brother is going to be on the other side of the interview today as he's joined with four other incredible leaders. These are the founders and the visionaries behind the Black Channel Partner Alliance Group. This is BCPA, and I want to be able to bring them on to introduce you to our audience. Thank you so much for joining our time today, everyone. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Doing well, David. (laughs) Hey, David. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Well, uh, today we have joining us Frank Valdivieso, Jason Walker, Naisha Tundawani, Lauren Anderson, and my identical twin brother, Danny Brown. Well, let me give you guys a little brief bio of each of these incredible thought leaders before we go into our show today. Frank Valdivieso is the president and CEO of Griffin Consulting, a leading information technology services company helping small to mid-sized businesses deploy and leverage technology in the Washington, D.C. metro area. He's also an advisory board member for Women in Cloud and a member of Voices for Innovation. The next member I want to introduce is Jason Walker, also known as J-Dub. He wears a couple of hats, but the one we're going to focus on today is he is the president of C-Focus Software, a $10 million revenue company just outside of Washington, D.C., and his firm provides cybersecurity, enterprise IT, FedRAMP, and chatbot services. He's also in this region where I am. Naisha Tundawani is a founder of Real Impact Technology Consulting Firm, a firm outside of Seattle, Washington, providing CIO services. And I love that area. I'm particularly fond of it because that's where we are from. And then we also have Lauren Anderson here. She's the president and CEO of All In Recruiting, a recruiting firm specializing in the tech space. And she's out of the Las Vegas, Nevada area. And then, of course, we have my twin brother, Danny Brown. He's the president of App Meetup. It's an IT consulting firm specializing in MSP training, cloud commerce, cloud consulting services. He's a keynote speaker, and he is the co-host of this program. Welcome to our show. How is everybody doing? You guys are doing great. Welcome aboard. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, I will have to say that I am excited to have so many uh, African-American Black entrepreneurs on the show. And it, it is one of the things you don't really get to see where we have not only five, six, all of us are our own CEOs of our own companies, which is fantastic. Doing the best that we can to build up the economy here in America, but also doing the best that we can to help represent and let other people know that they can actually inspire to be in positions that we are in today. So I'm grateful to have the members here uh, of the BCPA and, and really looking forward to having everyone share their story. Well, Dan, before we get into what BCPA is and why it's so important for where we are today. 
Let me ask each of the board members here, each of the representatives, to share a little bit about who they are and their journey of leadership. Lauren, would you mind sharing first a little bit about who you are and tell us about your journey of leadership, what led you to beginning your company? That's a great question, a loaded question, David. <laughs> so um, I am a very proud entrepreneur. And so obviously the owner, like you mentioned, of All in Recruiting and Talent Boutique, where we hire top talented and diverse professionals across the country, specifically in technology fields, uh, for most often the Fortune 100. We've been blessed enough to get to that level. Um, so my story is uh, very strategic, very intentional in regard to you know, my education, my training, uh, and then being able to take that leap of faith out into uh, this crazy world of entrepreneurship. So you know, I, I did the typical things the American way, uh, went to college, I started in junior college, went off to uh, Indiana State University to get a four-year degree in human resource development and sociology. Uh, and then I got tired of the Midwest and, and that kind of uh, small kind of mindset and needed to get back to my big city roots. So I moved to Chicago, got a grad degree uh, in, in uh, human resource management from Roosevelt University down there in Chicago. Uh, did some really awesome things, worked for Obama as a campaign intern in college for a while. Uh, ended up moving to Hyde Park and living across the street from Obama, which was really awesome, uh, and being very successful there in Chicago on Michigan Avenue. Uh, and then I moved to Las Vegas 10 years ago, <laughs> crazy, crazy Las Vegas, uh, to get into the HR world uh, and gaming and hospitality and work for, uh, so far, three of the world's largest gaming and hospitality companies. Wow. And uh, in 2017, I decided, you know, I think I do very well at this, you know, and uh, I decided to go independent and was able to more than double my corporate income in less than six months after leaving my huge corporate job. So uh, entrepreneurship has done uh, great things for me. It's helped me to inspire other people. And of course, in what we do, it, help us, it helps us to actually create opportunities and uh, help others to get generational wealth as they excel in their careers and we place them in, in really awesome jobs. That's wonderful, Lauren. Thank you so much for sharing about that. And what a wonderful opportunity to be able to continue to build on your platform. I love it. Frank, would you mind showing us what your journey has been like and what led you to start Griffin Consulting? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think mine is a tale of, and this is something I say all the time, which is, you know, you can only be successful if a lot of people want you to be. And it started off early in life, uh, you know, as a young, as a young man, young kid in, in school, really lacked direction and focus. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, in my senior year of high school, really had no plans uh, for going to college or anything. But I think the, the faculty um, and staff at my high school kind of saw something in me. And I'll never forget, I was sitting on stage, uh, kind of these graduation ceremonies, and they called out my name. And I was like, what, what was that? Why, why did they call my name? They said, dude, you just got a scholarship <laughs> to the local community college. And so got a full two-year community college a scholarship uh, to my local community college here. Again, I had no plans of going to college after high school. And um, I'll never forget that. And that kind of led me on this journey um, into computer science. So left the community college, went to the University of Florida, um, studied uh, computer science, and then got hired by a very large 
uh, systems integrator, uh, system integration firm here in the DC area. And again, uh, while working for this integrator, uh, was mentored by some individuals that really took an interest in me and I think saw something in me that I didn't see. Um, and uh, one of the managers hired me away to come and work for a small 8A um, government services company here in the DC area. And at that moment, working for a small business, I just got the bug for entrepreneurship. It was just amazing to be uh, feeling like you had an impact. You know, obviously in a small company, you're wearing lots of hats. And um, so I just got the bug. And uh, I think about, it was probably about 11 years after I started my career, then I started to um, kind of really get a passion um, for, or, or looking into what would it take for me to start my own company? And, you know, again, working for a small company, I'm looking at what's going on. I'm saying, you know, I can do this for myself. Yep. So like a lot of us, you know, I started my company kind of as the second 40 hours of the week just providing technical services to some small companies. Again, at that time, it was just mad money for me, right? <laughs> so, um, so I was just doing that on the side. And unfortunately, as it is in uh, the federal government uh, arena, uh, what was happening in my primary job is we lost our prime contract. And with that, I lost my job. And so I said, well, you know, this is a good a time as any for me to go ahead and focus 100% on starting my own company. And I got to tell you, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, the only regret I had is that I didn't do it sooner. Mm. And, um, you know, echoing what uh, Lauren said, entrepreneurship, I think is one of the most amazing things um, that anyone can pursue um, if it's something that you have a passion for. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Frank. I do appreciate it. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Uh, Nyesha, would you mind sharing a little bit about your journey and what led you to start your company? Wow. Um, so what, what is interesting? So I thought I was a second generation entrepreneur and I was thinking about it the other day and realized I'm a third generation entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I was born and raised in Zimbabwe. Uh, two out of my first five years were in a village on the east of the country uh, with my grandmother. Uh, that's no running water, uh, heat the water up for bath time, uh, you know, smoke filled hut where we cooked. Um, my grandfather was a traditional healer, what they now call a naturopath. Uh, 
in this day and age. So, you know, I grew up around him having people come to his house for treatment and watching him charge them for the treatment after they left. So that's, that's my background. I grew up in my mother's business. My mother had a hairdressing salon uh, in Harare called Martha's Hairstylist. So when I was between 14 and, and 17, I'd be sitting in there, you know, listening to the, the town gossip and hanging out. My dad uh, left the bank in 1980 at Independence. He was supposed to be one of the first black bank managers for Barclays Bank. And he said, I think the opportunity is greater for me outside this environment, so I'm going to leave. So as I personally hit my 30th birthday, um, I just, I, I said, you know, I've got no, no responsibilities right now. If I, if I leave and I fail, the worst thing I end up with is the job that I already had before or something equivalent. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out and do this. What I didn't realize, which I guess is, is, is the joy of, of having, you know, a personality that's like, I don't care what it is. I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Knowing what I know now, I know that me back then was so unprepared for the jump that I took. And so, you know, I, I had this thing where it's like, uh, I knew that if I matched my salary in the first three years, unlike Lauren, I couldn't do that in the first year. In my first three years, you know, I was on a relaxed schedule that I'd be fine. And uh, then my wife got pregnant in 2007. And so my, my, my casual increase of revenue that I was anticipating had to spike significantly. But that's, that's my business journey. That's how I ended up in the space that I am. So since 2004, I've, uh, I've had the business. And it's the best decision I ever made. And, uh, you know, I love interacting with people like we have here. So that's what brought me here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. Uh, J-Dub, Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey? All right. Thank you, David. So my journey. So I am the child of a, a family from Trinidad and Tobago. I was actually the first in my family born in this country, big up to anybody listening from Trinidad or from the West Indies. Mm. Um, and so I had like the typical hardcore West Indian family that really had very high expectations in terms of, you know, what I had to do in school. You know, my dad would always tell me, my, my parents have been here for 40 years, but they still sound like they just got off the banana boat. And my, my uh, dad would tell me, Jason, you better stay in your books for I'm, I'm talking about like the first like 20 years of my life. That's what he told me, like almost every single day. And that's what I did. I mean, I was very diligent. I was I was a good student. I I got my stuff done. I went to a really good school uh, for undergrad. And then once I graduated from undergrad, I made the decision. It's time for me to get this money. I need to you know, get a job. I didn't want to do um, graduate or master's degree or nothing like that. I wanted to go out and start earning some money because, you know, I kind of came up, I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. I came up in an environment where we didn't really have a lot financially. And I just was very determined to, to rise up out of uh, financial poverty. And so, came down to uh, Washington, D.C. right after I graduated from school. I started working for a small company that was doing federal government contracting. And I just kind of got the job from 
um, some connections. I, I was dating a young lady at the time who had a, uh, uh, an aunt who worked for this company. That, that aunt got me an interview. They hired me on the spot. And I started working for a federal government con um, co contracting company. And I um, really, I really took to the company and I really took to the CEO of the company. So the CEO of the company was a brother from Haiti. He was born and raised in New York too. He came down to the DC area. He started this company. He had about a hundred employees and he really kind of took me under his wing and he mentored me. And his name is Eric Adolfi. He's still to this day, 25 years later, is still my mentor. We, mm. I can still pick up the phone and call him and and ask him questions about what's going on. Everything that I'm going through right now, he's already been through it 25 years ago. And so watching him and seeing what he was able to do, him starting from nothing and creating this company and doing these you know, tens of millions of dollars in, in federal government contracting, it, that's what put it in my head that I could do it too, watching him. And so at a certain point, he sold his company. He moved on. He kind of cashed out. He did his thing. And it was time for him to move on to bigger and better things. And so once he did that, I made the decision, maybe it's time for me to start my own thing. And started out as a one-person company in 2006. And 15 years later, I'm, I'm still doing it. I have about 180 to 100 employees now. And, um, you know, really starting to figure it out now, really starting to figure out you know, how to grow a company and, and how to just make things happen. And so, you know, very, very happy to be part of the part of the BCPA. And so my role within the BCPA is for uh, mentoring the partners that are interested in federal government contracting. And so I'm trying to I'm trying to bottle up all of the lessons learned that I have over the past 15 years put it in a package and be able to share that so that we can have the next generation of, of black owned federal government contractors come up. Well, I appreciate that, Jason. You're actually leading into my next question. And I love that you already did that. But before we go there, I know that most of our listeners, the people that follow twins talking to podcast, they know who Danny is, but I'm going to give him the floor just for a brief moment to talk about what led him to beginning at meetup and anything else he might want to share about his journey. Uh, thanks, David. I appreciate that. Yes, uh, we grew up in a unique way. We've always been um, what we call hustlers, right? Always trying things out, trying to figure it out, trying to make it happen. We're always competing against each other. So one way or another, uh, either you're going to start your own business first or I were going to start my own business first and, and try to make sure we bring the other one up. And I've had experience, as you know, military, very disciplined, working that out, having my own business in the past, running a... Um, a big IT company in the past, and then starting as what we call a fractional head of sales and marketing for small, medium businesses, where I ran their sales and marketing practice for many, many years. And then led me to working for Microsoft's largest cloud distributor in Canada, running their global channel program. Uh, after that, I realized I have a pretty good uh, idea of how to help people. And I want to continue to do that. So at Meetup is really a, a accumulation of everything that we've done in the past, helping people grow their business, helping them with the mindset, helping them to be able to sell, do, do better in sales, be able to market their business better. And that's really why I mean, I've got started. Also, we have the goal of being the first black owned distributor in North America, if possible. And uh, the members on this, on this board, the BCPA board has been uh, nothing but great cheerleaders to try to help uh, our organization get to that point. 
So very grateful. That's wonderful, Dan. I appreciate you sharing that. And it really is amazing to see the way that you guys have come together, the way you work together. But Jason, I actually led into the next question I had for you, which is about mentorship. You know, we understand the value of support and teamwork, but can each of you share briefly about who's helped supported you or who's helped provide the vision for you? Who's giving you that kick in the backside to say, let's get it going. Is there a mentor or somebody you want to highlight at this time? So let's see, Jason already shared about his mentor that he still has connection with, even though that person uh, has retired, but he still continues to lead with his example and his experience. Um, let's go with Frank. Frank, uh, is, has there been a person that's played that role for you? So it's been several individuals through my career, but namely it's been a community effort. I'll kind of tell, share this story this way. So early on, once I'd started my organization, um, I kind of made the decision to become a Microsoft partner. And I'll never forget, um, I happened to join uh, one of these monthly SMB sales calls uh, where they were giving you know, overviews of what they had in market. And on this call, they kind of mentioned this organization. They said, hey, they're uh, the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners. You know, it's a great organization. You should check them out in your local community. So I went ahead and looked and lo and behold, there was a DC chapter. So I went to the meeting that that week uh, to that to that meeting. And I'll never forget the first person that came up to me and introduced themselves uh, to me was Nakia Carter. So Nakia Carter uh, was a, a SharePoint extraordinaire. She had her own company. And uh, from that moment on, I got to meet such a large number of individuals who are like minded um, that really helped me with regard to growing my business. Again, it was a it was a forum where I could meet other small business owners. Right. And we could talk about the issues and challenges that we're facing. And you fast forward to today again, my brother here, Nasha Tudewani, who has been a big inspiration for me. Uh, we now have uh, an accountability uh, call every day where we check in on one another to talk about, hey, what are you doing to grow and develop the business? So I'd have to say the community has been just phenomenal uh, for me and obviously getting to know uh, all of the members here on this call today. But definitely that that definitely played a, a big role in my growth and development and continues to do so today. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Naisha, since he put you on the spot, <laughs> I love it. Uh, what's your any thought on the role of mentoring in your professional growth? <clears throat> uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's critical, right? And, um, you know, there's, there's lessons along the way that have really helped me understand uh, how the world works, uh, specifically the business world. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to two people. One is uh, Skip Roland, uh, who is out of Seattle. So Skip, Skip's an eloquent speaker, you know, phenomenal. But what he taught me was around how clicks and, and networks and structures work. And so, you know, what Jason mentioned is the power of a network, right? What Frank talked about is the power of a network. And I didn't really, you know, I was young, I was new in business. I didn't really get that until he explained it to me. The other uh, people that have had an insane impact on my life, Karen Fazio, Chaitra Vadulapali, and I mentioned them together because Karen really connected me to Chaitra. So Chaitra and I have, have over the last four or five years done more engaging with small businesses, which is her passion, uh, community engagement, another passion. And I have really learned from her. So what we're doing with BCPA coming together 
is really model, uh, modeled on and supported by what Chaitra helped me do for my business. And she has continued to give back and really uh, help to define my outlook on how business interacts, how community interacts, and how the two together have an, an incredible power to improve and uplift the lives of others. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And matter of fact, Dan has really pushed for us to mention mentorship and the role that we need to help other professionals to attain their goals. And so in the next month or so, we're going to be adding a couple more episodes centered around mentoring and the, and the role of mentoring and why it's important. And I appreciate you sharing about the community that there, that's there. Lauren, would you mind sharing briefly about anybody that supported your growth and your vision? Yes. Uh, always glad to do that. Right. So the people that cheerlead for me are business angels, business godfathers. I give them all kinds of titles. Um, but they're these people that are divinely placed on my path with a very intentional uh, purpose that, that share the passion, right, to diversify America's workforces, to be able to put brown and black people in boardrooms where decisions are being made so that the things that we work on are not being weaponized against our communities. And so the people that help me do that are so random, Danny and David. <laughs> It's so uh, mind blowing, you know, and, and they're often not like me, right? Mm -hmm. They're often not even black people. And so um, Sherry Dunn, black woman out of Portland who has been phenomenal in the space there with the movement uh, as far as black excellence is progressing in that town. Uh, there's Lori Eberly, who's a white woman who's kicking racism in the butt uh, and is not ashamed to do that publicly. There is uh, uh, Mark Jackson, who's an amazing, successful Black man here in Las Vegas, runs a completely different type of organization from my business. He's in healthcare. But when it comes to, uh, like Jason mentioned, the certain things that you go through as, as your company is, is progressing and rising and you know, you're gaining notoriety, who are the people that have had uh, that experience, right? You can't take advice from people who haven't built anything. And so that's why I'm so glad, you know, that I'm a part of the BCPA because these guys, they built things and those things are still sustaining and we're all progressing. And so uh, I would clump you guys into that as well. Uh, I don't, I don't particularly use mentor, um, you know, loosely, but uh, yeah, that that's those are the people that are in my circle, my tribe. I call it. Love it, love it. I love it. That's incredible. Uh, Danny, would you like to share a couple thoughts about those who've supported your growth? Yes, thank you very much, David. The first one will be our father. When he was in the um, towards the last couple of months of retiring from the military, he had a very difficult time trying to find work afterwards. Today in our society, it's all about the veterans and helping them when they have a job opportunity when they get out of the military. When he retired from the military 26 years, there was no movement. It was not a feel good story to help veterans. And so dad would always go around and try to pick up odd, odd jobs here and there and try to make something happen. And that's when I first learned that if you're not in a position where someone is helping you, you go do it yourself and go make it happen. The second one would be my wife, Jennifer, who started out, who started an IT company. She was, at, she was working at Amazon, 
uh, pregnant with our first child and she was working at 70 hours a week, seven days a week, every single day, sometimes 80 hours a day, 80 hours a week. Um, and they just had a culture. It's a non, it's a like startup culture. It, they don't say it out loud, but you've heard the stories. You're, you've heard the stories of how uh, people talked about what it, what it means to work at Amazon and the pressure, and how many hours you have to work that's nonverbal. Uh, so she just got to the point that, look, if I'm going to work 80 hours a week, I'm always well just do my own thing. And she started, a, she started an IT company from customers saying, hey, uh, I need a backup strategy. I need a backup security strategy. I need, I need a uh, strategy to take care of two offices across the U.S. One thing led to another, and that's how she started her company. And I, I looked at it, well, this is pretty interesting. A woman in an IT field, whenever she goes to meetings and we sit down, they're like, I have a technical question. And they asked me the question, which is great. But she said, look, no, I'm, I'm the owner of the company. I'm the technical one. You can talk to me. And I always thought that was, that was pretty amazing. So she inspired me. And that's really how I got to the point where, you know what, maybe I could do this too. So I think those are two good examples for me in my life. I appreciate that, Dan. And Jen is awesome. And I can't wait to have her on our program. I've reached out to her. And I think it's interesting to be able to see how much of an impact that she's had in the field, being a woman and being so young and taking that vision and building that company. And so what I wanted to do is kind of lead us into our next part of our conversation. You each have kind of mentioned this in the sense of the tribe that's in this conversation right now. You guys came together on a vision to build BCPA. And I want to really get into that a little bit, but before we do, uh, there's a quote by an author, a speaker, and a consultant. His name is Ken Blanchard. He said this. He said, the greatest leaders mobilize others by coalescing people around a shared vision. If you've been listening to this platform, you know that every single person in this room, they're not from the same area. We've got Vegas. We've got LA. We've got Seattle. I mean, we've got DC. We've got Austin, Texas. It's, it's, it's amazing how you guys came together. How did that happen? What led to starting BCPA? And I want to kind of direct this question first to Frank uh, to kind of get his thoughts on what led you to want to begin BCPA. And then maybe we'll have one other person. I was thinking Naisha come in and share a couple of thoughts as well. All right. Uh, thank you, David. Yeah, this, uh, this journey started uh, several years ago. And I think the glue for most of the folks uh, on this call has, was our journey and uh, our start with the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners, right? Um, and uh, specifically, I guess it's about two years ago, a little over two years ago, I was the uh, diversity and inclusion chair for the IMCP. And uh, both Danny and Asha were their respective DNI chairs for their uh, local chapters. And that's kind of where, you know, this relationship started. And I can remember several years ago, a couple of years ago, Nyasha and I having this discussion. I never forget when I first met Nyasha <laughs> at Inspire and uh, we got introduced um, and he's like, you know, uh, good luck with that DNI stuff. Okay. <laughs> Call me back when you start having an impact. Well, anyway, uh, Nyasha was definitely a very instrumental part of, of the committee. And I'll never forget, this was right before the George Floyd murder. And um, we had had a lot of success in really educating our community about the importance of uh, and the business benefits of, of incorporating DNI as part of a business strategy. But Dinah and I started talking about, well, how do we really make this work 
uh, for organizations? How do we tie these initiatives to the bottom line? How do we start opening up opportunities for organizations? And that was right about the time that the George Floyd murders uh, uh, occurred, the George Floyd murder and Breonna Taylor murder occurred. And that's what really changed our perspective. And we were like, we really need to do something about this. And uh, it was really a couple of things that really kind of really propelled us as well. Um, during that time, there were some town hall meetings that were being conducted by MCP. Lonnie Phillips uh, held some sessions uh, with the group, which were fantastic. And then Eddie Bader, uh, the president of the Americas at that time, was having some some discussions as well with members of the DNI committee. And I'll never forget his question to us. And Aisha and I were on a call, and he said, "Hey, you know, we want to lean out and lean into the African American community. Is there a is there a community and ecosystem that is focused 100% on Black-owned tech companies uh, in this ecosystem?" And there wasn't at the time, unbelievably, uh, unbelievable as that sounds, there wasn't. And that was really uh, one of the things that really drove us as well to basically start this organization. Um, and I'll pass it over to Nasha to kind of tell the story from there. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's been an interesting journey because we all came to this from, from different places, right? So uh, Jason's on the call and I, you know, I've told the story to death. So, um, I was at Inspire with uh, with Jason, Microsoft Inspire, the the global partner conference with Jason. This is uh, what 2017, I believe, and uh, it was in DC, and we were hanging out. It was day three. I hadn't met any African American owned uh, partners uh, or African American owners of partner organizations. So I was sitting at lunch with Jason, and like, Jason, where, where are the African Americans? This is this, this is ridiculous. And he says, Well, they're serving lunch, right? And that was that was yep. real. Right. I mean, there was there were no. So we had walked the halls. We had not seen any other owners. It was ridiculous. And so, you know, you fast forward um, when the issues were happening. So the George Floyd murder, everything else. And I'm sitting here on Facebook and, you know, I've got executives of companies with, you know, million dollar budgets. Like, hey, can, can you let me know, you know, I've donated to the Urban League, I've donated to NAACP, I want some local black-owned restaurants that I can go buy dinner at. And I'm like, it has to be a better way than this, right? We, we have to do better. Um, Frank mentioned the really powerful town hall at, at IAMCP, right? Um, Lani did a masterful job of bringing people's voices to the table. And then, you know, after that, because Frank was chair of DNI, and, you know, you start getting invited to these things where people are like, well, you know, come, come explain so that, you know, you can expand understanding, which is phenomenal, right? I mean, we all want to expand understanding for people. But ultimately, when it came down to it, I'm like, you know, <laughs> how many times can we go onto, onto webinars and cry? And is that going to help us move forward? Right. And so, you know, I looked around and, and um, you know, Chaitra I mentioned is a mentor of mine who has built communities. So I looked at how Wix started, how WIT started, and then ultimately what we could do, women in cloud and women in technology started. And I was sitting there with Frank and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, Frank. It was uh, I received a, a, a thing for a lesbians who tech. Yes. Companies. <laughs> yes. And I looked at the lineup and was I, I, I was blown away. I'm like, I, I got to go to this conference, right? There's, there's, you know, these phenomenal speakers. I think Alan Hamilton was there from Backstage Capital, a bunch of other people. And I'm like, okay, we, we got to, 
we got to scrap this. We got to build something for us right. that allows us to have the access, the advocacy, and the support that we can give to each other and ultimately build these multi-generational businesses that have size and and give us a voice so that when we're talking to a Microsoft and HP and Amazon or you know whoever and we have enough people and the the thing which you know people are like oh yeah you know we're having a hard time finding the black owned companies or we're having a hard time finding the 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 black talent we need to solve that and we're in the process of solving it so why BCPA started so we could have a voice so we could have access and so we could make sure that there are no excuses for people not doing business with Black-owned technology companies any longer. Yeah. And just to, to dovetail on what Niashik just said, that whole narrative that there, you know, we can't find any Black-owned companies, that is such a crock of shit. Like, it, it is so ridiculous that in today's day and age, I mean, I personally know, like, 20-plus companies that are doing federal government contracting that are that have significant significant technical capabilities typically a black owned um it company that does work for the federal government and probably in the in the uh, commercial market too i'm more of an expert on the federal usually the ceo or the owner of that company will have significant technical capabilities that is usually the the cachet that a uh, Black-owned company will bring to the table is significant technical capabilities, but probably lacking more in the business development area, probably lacking in the connections, the degrees of separation between that CEO and the people who actually have the money to pay for those services. And so what I would like to do, what I want to make sure that we do is, you know, when it comes to the federal companies, that we provide that connection, we provide that opportunity for those companies that have that technical talent, that have the credentials, that have experience, that they can, they can find the people who have the money and we can bring those two parties together, especially within federal government. And so that's kind of the, the, the main goal that I would like for BCPA to solve. Nice. You say something very interesting, Jason, as we're going to go into this next question. What's very clear to me is that every single one of you, very passionate, you have an incredible vision, and you kind of said to yourself, wait a second, there's a need here. We're not the only ones. We can make this impact. And that's how you guys came together with this new tribe. But here's my question then. Okay, you've, you've got a vision. We want to bring awareness. We want to make some things happen. We want to make sure that the world knows that there are credible, talented leaders and companies that can support your needs that are uh, Black-owned companies. But where do we go from here? So what are the goals for the BCPA team? What are your goals for the next year, two years, three years? And then, Lauren, maybe let's start with you, because with all that happened around George Floyd and the rise of what we call social awareness this awakening in companies to say, let's talk about diversity. What's sad is that companies will tend to hire people they know, people they're aware of, people they're aware with, and then not really look at what's the best talent out here. But what are some of the goals for BCPA, Lauren? That, those are, you made some great points, right? Um, and that is true, right? We know that as a human resource professional, 
studies have proven that people hire people that are like them, right? And so how do we eliminate these biases that people have, uh, even if you're a black business owner, right? We have our own biases as well. And so how do we become empathetic? How do we become compassionate? How do we become strategic and intentional about how to eliminate those things, right? Um, and so, you know, we all have all of our different pieces that are working together towards this common goal, which is the BCPA. And so we've got uh, very, very ambitious goals that we're going to reach very quickly. And uh, we want to open that opportunity for others. And so we've got, an agenda to create 800 new tech jobs. We've got, you know, a thousand digital transformations that we want our partners, our 100 partners to be able to fulfill. We want them to be able to have access to capital. You know, if, uh, if you saw the recent announcement from Satya, he's now unleashing trillions of dollars in the partner ecosystem for others to have market opportunity. And so we're the catalyst to that to happen. Um, you know, when it comes to companies that are having these issues with hiring, having these issues with retaining, uh, having issues with finding black vendors to do business with, the reality is that there are no excuses. Like Naisha said, uh, you can see us now, that means we exist. So we live in America. In America, we don't have a diversity problem. Okay, you go to Chicago, there's no diversity problem. You go to New York, there's no diversity problem. There are some places in the country that are more rural that need more uh, color. And so we will be working on that and helping entrepreneurs to grow, scale, and to succeed in their businesses so that we have more representation across the country um, so that these corporations won't have this issue and we will have uh, a diverse perspective at all levels in corporations that really rule our nation. I appreciate you sharing that. Dan, are there any other goals that you wanna highlight for what BCPA is going to be doing? I think Lauren hit it uh, perfectly. We, we're definitely trying to create 800 net new tech jobs in the next three years, as she said. And a lot of our businesses that go through our program will have to lean on Lauren and her expertise on how to hire and how to make sure you, she bring, they bring in the right candidates. Um, the thousand digital transformation projects, I mean, you see Niasha and Frank, they're both doing it at this moment. They're helping the nonprofit community get up to the digital age. It's great to have the technology, but they need assistance to in order to make sure it gets implemented and put into place. And these two guys are doing a phenomenal job. We, we talk about uh, helping 100 Black-owned tech firms uh, create $100 million additional wealth in three years. Uh, when you think about that amount of money, and specifically in our communities, that's amazing. That's fantastic. And you think about what uh, J-Dub is doing at the government space as well, giving uh, people that look like us opportunities in that space. That's, that's been exclusively year in and year out only uh, allocated towards certain individuals or certain groups or certain companies as the prime vendor. And we, we have to be left with the, what we call the scraps. So I, I do think that everyone's doing a phenomenal job, an excellent job. I'm just grateful to be a part of this, uh, what I call great movement uh, with these great individuals. Yeah. I appreciate sharing that. Go ahead, Naisha. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, you know, when, when we look at, um, the target. Uh, this this is our original target that we set up, which we we're finding out apparently was was way underestimated. Mm -hmm. So I think one thing that um, you know, if if you look at our stories, I, I realize I'm very fortunate, right? So 
you know, I had two black business owners that happened to be my parents, right? Strong woman business owner and my mother and a strong black, uh, black man business owner and my father. For a lot of people, they don't have that, right? So what we're looking at doing when we say we want to generate these types of numbers, it's so that kids that are out there, that next generation can see owners that look like them and it normalizes that for them, right? When Jason says, oh, I saw Eric and I knew I could do this, mm -hmm. right? When other people say, you know, I saw this owner. For me in Seattle, Earl Overstreet, when I saw his article that said he's doing $30 million in business a year, I recalibrated everything, right? I'm like, okay, let me change my numbers. So for BCPA, our, one of our primary objectives, and people have asked, like, you know, are you going to, to go in because there's, you know, things with youth that need, you know, mentoring and everything else? Our role is to create the examples of entrepreneurs that are successful that can then go back and donate to organizations that serve youth, that can go to speak to youth and show them that we're present, visible, and able to help them. So if, if, if students or kids want help with how to start a business or learning how to be in business, I'm sure everyone that's here would step up uh, and, and say, let me do this. Um, but we're 100% focused on creating the example so our next generation can see that and it's normalized that being black, successful in tech and owning a business is a thing that they can aspire to that is available for them. I appreciate you sharing that, Naisha. I remember when you guys had the Rise launch event. What was really inspiring was not only to see the different, I would say, industry thought leaders that were there. You had so many different people from different backgrounds, different races, different types of fields that wanted to get involved. So let me ask this question. How can people, businesses, organizations get involved in helping to push your vision at BCPA. And maybe Jason, would you mind taking a stab at sharing that? We'll be right back after this short break. We wanna thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz, that's Paul, J-A-C-K, I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Thank you for checking out the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. If you are enjoying the program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash twins talk it up. Also, consider leaving a five-star rating on Apple and comment on our other platforms, including YouTube. If you'd like to learn more, and get more information, we would like you to become a guest on our future episode. Send us a message via our website at www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. So, yeah, there's a couple of different ways that we would love the participation of uh, different companies. So number one, the accelerator. So we're going to have an accelerator where Black Channel Partner, um, BCPA, um, 
companies. Well, let me, let me start over again. Let me start that over again. All right. So there's a couple of different ways that we're going to want to have companies involved in what we're doing. So number one, the accelerator. So partners that want to participate in the accelerator, we definitely want to have a group of partners that are going to be members of the accelerator that are going to go through the programming and go through all of the information that we're going to share with them to actually achieve some of those goals that you know we've been speaking of. That's number one. Number two, we're going to have additional, beyond the accelerator, we're going to have additional programs. We're going to have additional speaking engagements where uh, partners can tune in. They can get the information that we're sharing with them and they can participate that way. And then the other way is, you know, for collaborators that we're going to be working with, we're going to need several collaborators to achieve some of these goals. And so if there are any individuals that, you know, either they have their own initiatives that, you know, we can collaborate on, if, or if they have some resources that would help us achieve the initiatives that we have, you know, we would love to have that participation as well. I appreciate you sharing that, Jason. I think it's important to note that there are opportunities for firms out there to get the support, to get the mentoring, to be a part of the accelerated program so that they can also understand that they're not in this by themselves, that they can help to make a presence and an impact in this tech world. So I've got to ask this question though. We talk about how business can get involved Let's talk about some of the partnerships, the key partnerships that are helping you to build upon this vision. Frank, can you share perhaps who some of those key partnerships are that are helping you to build your vision behind BCPA? Oh, yeah. So we've got uh, just a phenomenal partner in Microsoft. Um, and I've got to tell you, it's been an amazing uh, partnership uh, with uh, several organizations within Microsoft. So specifically, uh, Microsoft Philanthropies, Tech for Social Impact. They've been just a phenomenal uh, partner from the very beginning. Uh, an individual by the name of Jane Co. I'll never forget my first interaction with Jane. Uh, she basically said, look, I want to help. I want to do something. I'm tired of the talk. I want to actually make uh, an impact uh, on this issue. And she was very instrumental in getting Ash and I in front and actually at the table to help at least provide feedback uh, to a very successful program that they launched last year, which is a nonprofit tech accelerator uh, for Black and African-American communities, which is a program that is designed specifically to provide assistance uh, for those organizations that are impacting and supporting uh, Black and African-American communities. And that's been a very successful uh, relationship. Second is the federal government group uh, within Microsoft has been just amazing here. They brought us to the table um, and are working with Jason uh, to provide opportunities uh, for black and tech companies. So they've been very instrumental. Obviously, uh, DSB leadership, you guys have been great, right? You guys are going to help us with regard to some of the soft skills. Because again, the thing that we want to do at BCP is not, so, it's not just about the opportunities, but it's about building sustainable businesses, right? So it's those other skills that we need to develop uh, within our organization. So it's everything from presentation, uh, financial acumen, right? Marketing and sales techniques. And Danny at At Meetup has been phenomenal with regard to the approach they want to take to helping um, our partners grow and develop as well. 
Um, and then I'll say Directions Training. They've been fantastic as well. They have donated um, scholarships uh, to help our members uh, get their employees certified, if you will, on several technologies. And again, it goes back to where I started my story, right? Where I said, uh, you can only be successful if a lot of people want you to be. And we've just had a lot of uh, organizations, great organizations, lots of phenomenal people lean in. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Chaitra Vidulapali. Um, I know she's been a mentor to Nasha and she's just an amazing life force um, and has really provided us uh, an immense amount of guidance and support and helping us navigate um, through this process to really make the BCPA um, a reality. I appreciate you sharing that, Frank. Um, Lauren, can you touch upon perhaps some upcoming events or some news as far as ways people can kind of get not just involved in learning about BCPA, but really dive in with what you guys are doing? Dan mentioned something about the BCPA, uh, BCPA Power Forum. I know you guys talk about the accelerator, but what are some things that are coming up and what are some ways people can get involved still? Yes. So we've done some really awesome things, right? So far in this really short time of, you know, us coming together as an alliance that we're really proud of. You know, you mentioned the RISE event and we had Dr. Randall Pinkett. We had a hip hop violinist. We really fuse music, culture and technology together which is really a winning strategy when it comes to black and brown people. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> so so we're, we're on the right track. We've been doing some really great things. And, and Frank spoke to our awesome partnerships and our allies who are uh, helping us to bring this into fruition. And so we've got the BCPA Power Forum coming up. And I know that that's going to highlight Jason, who is quite incredible on our board. And then we've got our accelerator, which is coming out. That is going to be a tremendous value add for businesses that are seeking to grow and to get their market share opportunity with Microsoft specifically. Lots of great speakers in there. Um, all of the content will leave you with action items so that you can take away and actually build from there. So we're not just having a, an inspirational conference. <laughs> you know, there, there will be some application uh, and some actual follow-up and homework necessary when you're, when you're working with us. So we want to see people succeed. Uh, all of our events and our accelerators and things like that will be in line with that. Uh, my company, specifically BCPA, we were able to, uh, uh, in a collaboration, reward local emerging geniuses here in Las Vegas. We gave out over $7,000 to uh, young people with tech ideas. One of our young entrepreneurs is now accepting Bitcoin when Coinbase uh, went public. So uh, we've got an amazing young man, Andrew Smith, uh, that has a great technology idea that will disrupt the healthcare industry. So we are doing uh, what needs to be done at all different levels when it comes to kids and when it comes to successful business owners. We are creating a pipeline and a strategy that will be a template for people across this country. That is wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Lauren. And it's fantastic to be able to hear about some of the things that you are doing now to not just raise an awareness, just get people excited, but to say, hey, now let's get involved. Let's make this happen. Hey, Dave, um, go ahead, Dave. Go, go ahead. further. I want to say that I was actually in D.C. 
when Neosha and Jason got together, I wasn't a black business owner at the time, but I was running global sales for Microsoft's largest cloud distributors, but I was there. <laughs> and I was roaming the halls as well. And I, I didn't see anyone that looked like me either, but, uh, but I didn't know you at that time, Yasha. <laughs> there, there you go. So that, that, that yeah. Well, but you get, Danny, but you get the in point. your defense, there's only one, well, two other people that look like you, and it's, it's you David go. and Bruno. So <laughs> I hear Bruno has a second house out in Vegas. Buddy. So, He's so just uh, go ahead, Elijah. Go ahead. Yeah, just real quick. So, two other things that are coming up. So, we have a pitch competition coming up with Founders Live. So, uh, that is happening in May. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. We also have a launch of our directory coming up. Uh, so that should be exciting because, you know, we, we talked earlier about the, the thing we're trying to solve with we can't find the, the companies. Um, so the directory should be done in May and uh, publicly available likely in June. So I appreciate that. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. Real quick, I got to ask you guys this because I can keep you guys on forever, but I want to ask you, is there one leadership lesson that you've either learned or you still hold on to that you would like to pass on to the Twins Talking Up listeners? Just one leadership lesson. Let's go around and uh, let's start with uh, Jason. He's there. Would you mind sharing one leadership lesson? Make a decision and go. When you are a entrepreneur, when you are a, a leader, you're not going to have all of the answers before you have to make a decision to go. And so you have to be able to just be confident that you can go with the information that you have at the present time and you figure the rest out along the way. I mean, there, anytime you, you, you procrastinate because you don't feel like you're, you know enough or you've done enough, that's never going to help you get to where you need to go. And so that's always been my biggest thing is go with what you have right now and figure the rest out along the way. Wonderful. Lauren, would you mind sharing your lesson or tip for everybody? Yes. So I love what Jason said, right? It, it echoes the fact that you don't have to be perfect to get started. And I think that that is what holds a lot of people back is that they think they have to be at Jason's level to kind of break in, right? Well, you can actually just learn from Jason. What did he, how did he start? You know, what's his story? And so all of that helps. Um, I would say be outrageously optimistic. That's, that's my go-to, uh, an abundance mindset will change your life, you know? And, uh, you know, I think that right now, considering the nature of our country and the climate of what we're within, uh, it's very important to use faith in business. And so what I've realized is that many of those who were in the front of the line are now in the back. And so many that are in the front now are getting the proper um, respect and the proper business because they do business with integrity. So I would say have faith, um, be outrageously optimistic, and you don't have to be perfect to be started, to get started. Wonderful. I appreciate that, Lauren. Uh, Frank, would you share a couple of words of wisdom for our listeners, perhaps a lesson that you've learned or something you're continuing to push forward. Yeah, I would say surround yourself with very smart and great people, right? So I consider myself to be probably a little bit above average intelligence, right? So probably the C student, but you know, I know smart people, right? I've got a lot of smart people on my team. For example, my wife is the smartest person I know. I consult her often. So I say surround yourself with smart people, right? Develop that network to kind of help you. 
Um, and, and be humble, right? Don't be afraid to ask questions and ask for help. Again, it's, uh, you know, making mistakes is something that's going to happen. Learn from those mistakes is how you get things right. Wonderful. Uh, Naisha, would you mind sharing a thought or two about a leadership lesson or something you're pushing forward in terms of your, your, your time here as a leader? Wow. Um, it, it seems like I need to say something extremely deep here, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, you know, a couple of things. So I, uh, I think you have to be willing to sit in discomfort, right? So when you, when you, and I, I did this because I set a target, you know, a revenue target, which, you know, I'm doing like 368,000. I'm like, I, 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 next year I'm going to do 700. Right. And then of course, what happened? I immediately started backing off that goal. It's like, well, you know, maybe uh 458, maybe 500. Um, and then I'm like, nah, screw it. I'm going to go talk to my cousin. And I told my cousin, we are going to do 700,000. Right. And I, I I came short, right? I ended up at like 580. But you know what? Uh, that that really uh, reinforced in me, like, hey, just sit in the discomfort. If it's, you know, you're at a place where you're like, well, I don't quite belong. You know, like everyone's got like a, I, I sat across from a guy who's doing like $100 million and he was talking about a strategy for the next year. The The discomfort was like, do I hang out here or do I go talk to someone who's a little closer to my size? I'm like, I'm going to hang out. And you know what I found? We had the same issues. He's like, well, you know, I was thinking I'd grow my business to, you know, I sold my business for 300 million. I thought my next one would be 600, but I'm going to push that up. And I'm like, that's the same exact thing I was thinking. If I hadn't sat through that conversation, I never would have known. And just sit with the discomfort and just realize that that's where growth comes from. So that that is my number one thing I'd say to people. Uh, the other one, um, I read Think and Grow Rich years ago. So I, I did not have the stellar um, uh, education background that some of the rest of my peers have here. But the thing that Think and Grow Rich uh, really, the thing that resonated with me was around getting, you know, the ability to acquire specialized knowledge. Right. So I'm I'm a, a massive generalist, but I know where to get specialized knowledge from. And that one piece of information has really allowed me to do things I probably have no business doing. Even if we look at BCPA, someone asked, like, how are you going to do this for black owned businesses? I'm like, I have no idea. But you know what? I know the people who can do this. Right. And so that those two things are things that have resonated with me for years. That's wonderful. I love it. I've, I've read I've read Thinking Grow Rich, I don't know, probably about 15 times. So that's that's another one. That, that I mean that book has just jewel after jewel after jewel. So I would highly recommend if you haven't read that book, read it and if you've already read it, read it again. Yeah. I love what you said, Naisha. A funny quick funny story. Uh, so my business neighbor owns a pharmaceutical research company. He hits holes in our courtyard in our plaza. So I go out and I talk to him and I'm thinking, we're business owners, let's talk marketing, let's exchange ideas. Well, we started talking about property. Long story short, the guy ends up telling me his big problem right now is that someone's buying up all the hangers at the airport and he's got three planes. And so I said, I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> like, you know, but then I, I realized, I said, wow, this guy's at a really, really different level. Right. And so I retreated. 
But then when I saw him out there again, I said, no, I'm going to go talk to him. And he goes, yeah, I'm here. Like, whenever you want to talk, Jules, you want him, I got him, you know? And so, like you said, uncomfortable, but that's where growth exists. Love it. Love it. And before, Dan, you share your, your words of wisdom, I want to just say I've been so inspired being with you. And I really look forward to having you each on one at a time so I can do a more of a deep dive into your life, into your vision. But how can you not be inspired being around each other, pushing each other, inspiring each other, challenging each other? Because what you guys are doing, what you're trying to build is just not some nice idea. We're really trying to revolutionize the thinking of our country and of the tech space. So I want to thank you personally for that, even though I'm not in that arena with you guys. I see clearly how this is going to change everything we're looking forward to in the future. So, Dan, before you share your words of wisdom, I want to encourage those of you that are listening right now to the Twins Talking a Podcast. If you haven't already done so already, push the pause button, subscribe to this program, give it a five-star rating, and continue to push to listen to incredible leaders like these individuals here so that you could put yourself in position to inspire the next generation. Dan, let's go to you. Any words of wisdom or thoughts on a leadership lesson or something you want to share with our listeners? Yes. Coaching. Every athlete, every CEO around the world who wants to perfect their craft gets coaching. Nyash is part of a peer group. He gets, he gets coaching. If you think about the number one golf player in the world, he gets coaching. Uh, if you think about the number one tennis player in the world, she gets coaching. I mean, you think about Serena Williams, I mean, probably the most dominant uh, athlete, female tennis player. And I would, I would actually say probably number one African-American athlete of all time. That's just my personal opinion. I know people are going to say Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and all those other people, but she has a coach. Every single individual has a coach because they have something about what they're working on that they need to perfect. Even in our own organizations, as you heard from all of us who are entrepreneurs and, and founders of our own companies have received coaching. Even J-Dub, we're going to be highlighting Jason Walker on the 30th of April. It's our BCPA Power Forum, where we, he's going to talk about his story. Yeah. And for any organization that's interested in learning how to do business with the federal government, or if they're interested, say, look, there's no way I can be like him. Well, you heard briefly about his story, how he grew up, and where he grew up, and what it was like. You can do it too. So I'm going to tell everybody, all of our audience. Absolutely. Don't take 2021 and say to yourself, I don't need coaching. I'll read a self-help book. It won't get you anywhere. You need coaching. You need coaching in business. You need coaching in your personal life. If you're a parent, you need coaching being a parent. It doesn't matter where you're at and what stage you're at in your life. You're going to always need coaching. And I would really encourage everybody to get that. In this group, we, we encourage each other every day. I know I have calls with... But uh, Nyasha as well. I know he challenges, Frankie challenges me as well about my business. Hey, Dan, what are you doing? Why aren't you building this out yet? Well, um, I'm working. No, why aren't you doing that now? So, okay, I guess I'll work on that this weekend. I, he, he, we all push each other. And Lauren's like, hey, what are you doing, Danny? I need, I need you to help me grow some uh, recruiting opportunities in Boston. You know a lot of people up there. Why aren't you helping me? So I guess I'll be helping you this weekend. We push each other. That's what we do. But at the end of the day, I will tell everybody, if you don't have a coach, get a coach. Go get a coach because you can always make yourself better. At, at, at the conclusion, what I will tell everybody, if you haven't had a chance, please go to bcpalliance.com. 
You'll see each every one of us. We'll have our logos on there. You can find out more about who we are. You can find out more about the founders. You can find out more on how you can participate. You don't have to be a black business owner to be able to be a friend of BCPA. You can be a sponsor. You can be a mentor. If you have a successful business, you can help mentor some of the other small black owned firms. If you have revenue, money, and you want to be a sponsor and put together a program and tie it with our program to help build up some of the black owned firms, you could do that. We, we have ways that you can participate. You don't have to look like us. But at the end of the day, you have to want to help us. As Lauren said, she has a friend who is a champion for black causes and minority causes, and she's putting herself out there. We would like you to do that as well. And make sure you subscribe to DSB Leadership Group and our Twins Talk It Up platform. On behalf of my identical twin brother, I want to thank each and every one of the board members for being on today. We want to thank you for getting up early in the morning, making time for us. We know you have a busy day today, but we are grateful for you, and we want to thank you so very much. So stay tuned, everyone, for our next episode that we have coming out. Thank you very much. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us. You guys are fantastic. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.